everyone is wearing a Ukrainian pin. What? Like, I mean, I'm not surprised. I'm just disappointed. I almost started the show wearing a British flag, like <laughs> just going to wear the British flag, but it, it didn't really work as a visual joke. There's too much going on. It, I would have had to explain it, <laughs> but it probably it possibly would have been funny. Um, one of the things I wanted to mention, I got an email from Greg yesterday talking about big impacts or big vehicle impacts and how common they actually are. And he shared this piece of public data. And he said, no, man, it's way more common than you think. If they wanted to be vandals, it would look way worse than it looks now. Like right now, it looks like people are trying to keep their head down and it's mostly accidental. So he says, absolutely, it's not terrorism. It's just, you know, people who are maybe not aware of the, you know, size of truck they have or not trained properly, can't read the, can't read the signs, et cetera, et cetera. But not malice, not coordinated malice, he says. And he, the data that he shared is actually Lower Mainland. One of the things that actually stands out, 2018, Lower Mainland has 10,000 incidents. And then in 2022, they have 9,531 incidents. So the incidents are going down. 2020, they had 7,000 incidents, 7,700 incidents. Um, so it kind of, you know, went, it, it bottomed out and then it, it rebounded, ricocheted, came back up. But the other places in BC, like Vancouver Island only has 1,400 incidents, whereas Lower Mainland has 10,000 in 2018. And if you look in 2021, Vancouver Island has 1,200, right? And in 21, the Lower Mainland has 8,750. So like that's that's a lot, right? And the Lower Mainland makes up a whole lot of the total, right? In 2021, the total is 13,226 of that. 8,754 is Lower Mainland. So Lower Mainland has some bad drivers, maybe? something Is something special about Lower Mainland that is that is making more bad drivers? Are there just more drivers there by volume? I, I don't know. I'm not even making any kind of like underhanded comment. I, I genuinely don't know the makeup of Lower Mainland or anything like why Lower Mainland might be worse, might be more populated, like more trucking goes through there. Maybe there's a trucking hub or something like that for big vehicles. Probably that's it. There's more construction and stuff down there. But maybe there's something else going on, and I don't know. But I didn't mean to imply anything. I really didn't. But anyway, I probably did imply something, but I didn't mean to. Matt is talking about Davos. Let's talk about Christia Freeland. And she is wearing this Ukrainian pin. And, like, she's the deputy prime minister of Canada. Canada. And why is she wearing this Ukrainian pin? And Matt says, why is the deputy prime minister of Canada wearing a ribbon representing another country at an international gathering? Great question, Matt. Excellent question. Here is Rupa. And she says, what if Canada's deputy prime minister and finance minister had gone to Davos wearing an Indian, Chinese, or Peruvian national pin? How would that have gone down with the folks back home? Do you get a free pass if you're of Ukrainian heritage? This raises clear questions of conflict of interest. Canada's national interests are not are not identical to those of Ukraine, even if we deplore the special military operation carried out by the Russians in Ukraine. This is simply beyond the pale for the second most powerful person in Canada. Yes. Yes. It's it's very, very off-putting, right? And doesn't show much self-awareness, but Christia Freeland has picked her toes in the House of Commons and worn dresses that she really, really shouldn't have, well, she really should have known better than. Anyway, here is Christia Freeland. The Post Millennial is reporting Canada's determined that decarbonization for us will mean more jobs, more growth. You could be determined about something, but have it 
not pan out, right? And I think we're watching this whole decarbonization green farce not pan out. We've spent a lot of money on it, but I don't think it's going to go. I hope it doesn't go. Here's Christia Freeland, uh, Deputy Prime Minister of Ukraine, talking at Davos. The other thing that's going on, and again, Haldun talked about this, is this is a hugely transformative moment in the whole global economy. Uh, I think that right now we're living through a moment which is comparable only to the Industrial Revolution itself in terms of the energy transition and the way we need to retool all of our manufacturing. That is huge. Canada's strategy, Borgay, is to say, look at these two trends and let's see how we can use them to play to Canada's strengths. Did you hear her say that we have to retool all our manufacturing? <laughs> That's pretty crazy, right? I, um, no? How about that? How about, how about no? Mike says, trustee Christia Freeland doesn't work for Canada. She works for the WEF. Concerned Canadian says, this is your finance minister at the WEF espousing her globalist agenda. This isn't my di- ideology nor my vision for Canada. 43 seconds. I, I may have watched this one. There was a whole bunch of Christia Freeland clips this morning. So here's one. Here's one more. Shock that we all experienced during COVID with things shut down. Our people are just going to demand a little more security in their supply chains. And then that was multiplied, as Khaldun said, by Russia's illegal invasion of Ukraine. And, you know, Valdis can speak much more, uh, with much greater experience than I can. Um, But we all saw in particular how that really delivered a huge shock to Europe, the dependency that they had. So supply chain resilience, it's a reality. And we're all thinking about it in how we build our own trade relationships and also how we as Canada make a pitch to foreign investors. Shock that- when Canada and the, the Western world shut down their economies for a virus, they started the supply chain crisis. They were the ones who initiated that whole thing. All of the things that happened were not because of COVID, but were because of the bad, feeble, ridiculous, ham-fisted response to COVID, to the Wuhan flu, to the the regular flu, because where did that go in 2020? Let's be honest. And so blaming COVID and saying people now demand a more secure supply chain, so we have to have more control? I, <laughs> Christina, they'll just justify everything, right? Oh, well, they're demanding it. So, you know, the Canadian, we know the Canadian public are demanding it. Mm-hmm. Christia Freeland again, trade and investment are essential for good jobs and economic growth in Canada. We are focused on delivering the investment that will pay dividends for Canadians for years to come. Here's 15 seconds. I don't, I don't believe. Our view is there's a lot that Canada can offer to the world in this moment. You know, we have the critical minerals and metals that you need to build a green economy. We have a lot of clean energy. 85% of our grid is already clean, and we are investing heavily in building more clean energy. We are a country that believes in manufacturing, has manufacturing know-how and capacity. Our view. So I think that it's interesting that if Christia Freeland is claiming that 85% of Canada's grid is already clean, why are we upping the carbon tax in, in June or July? I think it's Canada Day that we up it, July. 
maybe it's April. Maybe it's April Fools. Ha, right? Um, but why are we upping the carbon tax if we're 85% clean grid? And I mean, they just repealed, didn't they just repeal carbon taxes on oil heating because they needed to shore up their seats in Atlantic Canada? Otherwise, their federal party would end up in a minivan, right? Less than seven seats, Kathleen Wynne. Right? I just, it's one of those things where it is a story that she's telling these Davos attendees at the World Economic Forum about Canada that's not true. And it's going to light, it's going to light another inflationary fire, right? And they think they've got inflation under control. So, you know, what's a little bit more inflationary fire to this smoldering remains of an inflationary fire that we just had last year because of the carbon tax increase, right? So they're going to do it again, right? Wide Awake Media is sharing this. This is, uh, they want you to stop eating red meat. I think it's all meat. And Wide Awake Media says, speaking on a panel at the WEF's yearly Davos meeting, World Economic Forum agenda contributor Naomi Oh asserts that animal agriculture is a major driver of climate change, that people need to eat less meat in response, but the spread of disinformation from the agriculture industry is impeding that. Right. Yeah. So here's here's part of it. Here you go. To come back to what Carlos said about agriculture. And this is, I think, really important to understand. And it's a little depressing, but I think if we don't understand it, we can't fix it. So in the case of agriculture, so we know, as you said, agriculture, particularly animal agriculture, is a major source of greenhouse gas emissions, a major driver of climate change. So one thing people can do to help, in this case, is to eat less meat. So what are we seeing happening in the United States? The agriculture industry is spreading disinformation. But here's where it gets particularly tricky. Not about climate change. They're spreading disinformation about the public health benefits of a plant-forward diet. So one of the great things about eating less red meat, and you don't have to eliminate... So I just, I'll stop her there. There's a lot of weird things going on here. First, she's asserting the idea that climate change is something that is um, driven by agriculture, okay? That's gone unchallenged, okay? Climate change is driven by agriculture. Ergo, we have to eat less meat, but we don't have to eliminate meat, she says. But in response to this having to eat less meat, the agriculture society is spreading disinformation. So not only do you have food, Red meat removed, like less meat is is wrapped in here. Climate change is wrapped in here. All totally unchallenged. But you've got misinformation in here, right? She's going to top it all off with our health demands that, that we stop this disinformation about the diet. It's everything. It's got everything, right? Layers and layers and layers. So there's conspiracy theories. There's disinformation. There's n- n- less red meat. Of course, climate change is happening. 97% of scientists agree and so on and so on. So many assumptions that are absolutely dependent on false foundation. And it's a house of cards. It's nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. Like if you have, an, if you have any kind of association with the WEF, never mind if you're wearing like a Ukrainian pin, but if you have an association with the WEF, you should be removed from all government everything. You should not have any kind of power whatsoever. If you say, um, if you come into a room and offer advice, nobody should listen to you. <laughs> Period. If you have, if you're on the WF website, website, done. Nobody should pay any kind of attention to you. All they're doing is propagating this false narrative that is, is being pushed by the, the Davos elite, right? And man, like it just seems, 
it seems like Alex, Alex Jones was right. <laughs> Disclosed TV is reporting, NATO plans to mobilize 90,000 soldiers for biggest military exercise since the end of the Cold War. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure there's nothing to worry about. <laughs> right, right. So NATO soldiers. I, they don't really have a, a, like NATO is supposed to be not how it's acting now. Like NATO was supposed to be a defensive pact, I believe, but it's it's not acting that way now. And now they're going to do military exercises. It seems like the powers that be are exploiting the public's lack of awareness of the institutions and things that exist around the world. Even like NATO and, and all of the acronyms around trade and, and all the agreements and, and military agreements and all that. Uh, people get confused very easily about what it what it all means, and I mean me too, right? Like I'm sure I get things wrong, and I try to correct things when I get them wrong. See the beginning beginning of today's show, but there's there's so many things to know that if you hear something like, oh yeah, NATO is mobilizing troops, you can just easily kind of ignore that and be like, oh yeah, well it's another one of those wars that happens all the time. It seems you know Ukraine, uh, Russia, Palestine, or um, Israel, Iran, Palestine, Iran, uh, Palestine, Israel, and so on and so on and so on, right? One of these things, right? You could ignore it, but there, these things matter. And it seems like, well, it seems like peace is being moved into position to maybe be used later if necessary, right? This is also what that, this seems like here. Let's talk about climate change and CO2. Canada is looking into whether restaurants, wood ovens would meet ovens meet emission standards. That's a mighty fine pizza shop there. Right? Uh, Canada is looking into air pollution from wood f ovens at places like pizzerias and bagel shops. The federal government, you like your bagels? Yeah, well, climate change says you can't have them anymore because unless you, unless they're just toasted, right? you can only cook them in a toaster. The federal government says it carried out compliance promotion activities with some restaurants that use wood-fired ovens to determine if they meet emission reporting thresholds under the National Pollution, Pollution Release Inventory Program. I wonder if there is any kind of record about spraying in the skies in the National Pollutant Release Inventory. It would be ironic and funny. I had, I had one. I had a, a tag thing from yesterday about that, but I guess it didn't make it into the show today because I don't remember sorting it. But sometimes that happens. Sometimes like the, the tab's dead or like, a, like the link doesn't save or the person deletes it and changes the tweet or whatever. Anyway, regardless, um, it's one of those things where you'd think that a national pollutant release inventory would record things like that being sprayed into the atmosphere, right? When you look up and you see these clouds that are being plumed out from the contrails of a jet or the you know the exhaust of a jet seems weird because not all the jets do that but some of them do anyway npri is a publicly available list of pollutants released into the air water and land as well as disposals and transfers for recyclings from industrial or commercial and institutional facilities in the country the government says npri does not regulate emissions only keeps track of them and owners or operators or facilities that meet the requirements have to report their emissions disposals and recycling each year addressing air pollution is a shared responsibility between federal provincial and territorial governments some provinces and municipalities in canada also have standards in place that set limits on air pollutant emissions from new residential wood-burning appliances, a spokesperson for Environment and Climate Change Canada told CTV News in a statement. So yeah, I mean, these, um, these bureaucrats 
are going to, once you play the carbon game, man, you're playing all the way. And eventually they'll come for, like, is your server in Alaska? You know, like if you own a website and you don't drive to to go to work or anything like that, you work 100% online, somebody somewhere is going to send a survey saying like, do you work online? Yes. Do you know the location of the server? And you do because you have to choose where your server is, right? Is this is the server's location in a place where it's cool, it's kept cool artificially or by nature? And then when you choose artificially, you're paying carbon taxes. Like that's it. Sorry about your luck. We need we need taxes, and you're not paying your fair share, so you're paying carbon taxes because the servers to run your computer need air conditioning. So there you go, carbon taxes. Bingo, bingo, bongo. Once you play the carbon game, you're in all the way. It's no fun. Um, Sean says they'll work in the winter, but chargers won't. So. This is uh, Tesla drivers. This is from NB- MSNBC. Tesla drivers can't charge their cars because the stations have frozen over. <laughs> ah, shucks, right? Gosh darn it. It's funny. I mean, you can't put them inside because they burst into flames, but you can't put them outside because they freeze. <laughs> so catch 22. These things aren't going to be viable. It's not going to happen. They're not going to happen. No is reporting this. Uh, Freeland tells the WEF that all Canadian manufacturing must be retooled in energy transition. That's huge. Yeah, I, it kind of got missed there. Like we all heard her say that, but it's it was in a whole bunch of other verbal diarrhea that was peeled back and looked at. So there's all sorts of things going on with the WEF and what they're what they're trying to accomplish. But completely retooling Canadian manufacturing. Um, in the energy transition seems like pie in the sky. You don't know what you're talking about. Like when you bring a contractor in and you take them, take them up to the third floor and you tell them that you want plumbing here, but there's the only plumbing's on the first floor. Cause I don't know, for whatever reason, there's only first floor suites or something like that. And like trying to explain getting the plumbing from there to here, like it's really impossible. It's not going to happen type deal. Um, that's what it feels like. These people are, putting these expectations on Canadian manufacturing and it's just never going to happen, right? Like, okay, lady, yeah, we'll try. And then it looks crazy ugly and you've got like these plumbing pipes coming up the stairs and stuff. But you've got water up there, right? Like, oh, climate change. It's it's not going to work. It's not going to work. All of these things sound, they don't even really sound good in a press press release or anything like that, but it sounds like they're trying to do something. But it's practically, it's not going to do, it's not going to work. It's not going to actually fulfill what is needed. Rupa says the past this past summer there was an orgy of fear mongering from the legacy media about climate change when wildfires broke out in different parts of Canada. Turns out some of the worst wildfires, such as in Quebec and in Nova Scotia, were a result of arson and the arsonists have been arrested. Sadly this is not going to be a big headline like the fear mongering like the fear mongering last summer. No wonder people are skeptical of the so-called experts who make everything fit their pretty pet theory or their pet theory, not pretty theory. <laughs> whether it's about climate change or COVID, even if the facts don't match. Yeah, well, because climate change is is BS. And the only way they could have done what happened last summer was through arson and everybody damn well knew it. And we were talking about it on Kitchen Table Talks the whole summer saying, this is arson. It's clear as day arson. This is arson. And people, I mean, not to say they ignore the Kitchen Table Talk or anything like that, but it wasn't just people at the Kitchen Table Talk saying that. It was everybody, right? So here's Peter Sweden. He's he's saying every Sweden is scrapping Agenda 2030. So that's interesting. Their new right-wing government is dismantling the work of previous social socialist governments. Sweden has been doing a lot of things right lately. They've already scrapped the renewable energy plans and have been pushing for more nuclear power. In the new year, Sweden removed climate taxes on fuel, causing diesel prices to collapse by over four sec per liter. 
2022, the Socialist Democrats were in power. The diesel price reached a whopping 28 sec per liter after the right-wing government removed climate taxes. Prices in the new year reached almost as low as 17 sec per liter. That's around 39% lower diesel price. Wow, but further steps have been taken. The previous Socialist government included formulations in directives to government organizations in Sweden that they had to work towards achieving the Agenda 2030 goals. The new government cut the budget to to municipalities and and regions cooperations for Agenda 2030. And now during the Christmas holiday, they've removed Agenda 2030 goals from the directives to government organizations such as Swedish Energy Agency, Swedish Chemicals Agency, Swedish Agency for Marine and Water Management, and Swedish Food Agency, amongst others. So that's good news, right? They're they're removing, if they can remove the 2030 agenda, then people who aren't captured by uh, foreign entities, foreign influence can too, right? And it's in, I think it's fundamentally an attack on people. Um, here's, we're talking about money. And I thought this was an interesting thing. And somebody said, I had to do the math to believe it, but it's actually true. Yes. Um, if you made $500,000 every day since the great pyramids were built, you would be, you would have less than half of what the U S government has borrowed since June. It's probably time to stack Bitcoin. This guy says, and Manoli says that number would be roughly $825 billion assuming pyramids were built in 2500 BC and the US government printed 2.2 trillion in 2023. Okay. So $825 billion. If you make $500,000 every day since the great pyramids were built, right? So Zim, right? It's a shipping company. It's a very old shipping company. Um, And you'd still not have enough to cover what the US government borrowed since June, June. So that's like that's bad right somebody is that bad Can somebody tell me if that's bad yeah i think that's bad here's potentially what why that's bad here's pierre paul this is a pierre paul commercial here we go canada's inflation rate is back up once again it's getting tougher to get by it hit 3.4 percent in december that is up from november's rate of 3.1 percent Groceries and gas prices all up compared to a year ago. In December, groceries were up 4.7%, with rent climbing 7.7%. Canadians are paying more for fruit juice, while fruit and packaged fruit, cookies and crackers, vegetables and beef are also up. The Bank of Canada raised its key interest rate last year to a two-decade high of 5%. Canadians with variable mortgages or those looking to borrow will have significantly higher payments. So if you look at GDP, it basically hasn't grown in the last nine months. As a single mom of two young kids, it's kind of hor- horrible and like horrific. This bag alone was, was $60 and it's hardly anything in there and it'll last us two days. It's crazy. Says Justin Trudeau, not with the cost. The um, the piano there, going back and forth between those chords, it sounds like Mad World. <laughs> I was almost gonna sing like Mad, <laughs> but like, yeah, there's a whole there, there's a whole lot wrong with the monetary policy. People are suffering, and it's not just Pierre Polyev who's pointing this out. Holly Doan points this out. She says rising food costs are driving Canadians to quote hopelessness and desperation. National Advisory Council on Poverty tells Parliament. This is not a surprise. This is the desired outcome, I think, right? They've just got to pay more carbon taxes. The There's a Chinese-owned royal milk plant, okay, Canada Royal Milk, I think it's called, the Chinese-owned dairy processing facility in Kingston. I've reported on it before, and 
this is the food professor. He got in touch with them, and this is what they do. He's, I just thought this is a story I've picked up before. It, it, this is in Money, I guess, but it could have been anywhere else. But yeah, sorry. I, I don't know that this necessarily tightly fits here, but food and uh, the cost of food and the fact that we don't have any baby formula production facilities in Canada, that's interesting to me. I looked at the price of Infamil yesterday, which is baby formula, and it was double what it used to be when when my kids were young double like it was like $23 for one of the little ones and now it's $43 for the little ones and I thought that's insane that's a lot of money right and you'd think that they'd want to encourage babies and feeding babies and things like that so why why don't we have more um, baby formula plants in Canada and why do we have a Chinese owned baby formula plant in Canada that seems weird, right? How come Canadians aren't making businesses like this? They don't have the capital? $20 million was given by the government in subsidies to build the plant. So they'd maybe, you know, I've, I figured it out. Regular Canadians, old stock Canadians, to use the Harper term, uh, they don't have the contacts, obviously, right? <laughs> okay. Today I spoke with the general manager, Han Cheng Gang, of Canada Royal Milk, the Chinese-owned dairy processing facility in Kingston, Ontario. Here are the key points I learned. One, the plant indeed has an agreement with the dairy farmers of Ontario to process milk. The plant aims to export infant formula to the U.S. made with Canadian dairy milk by the end of this year, 24, pending FDA approval. Approval for infant formula production could come soon. The CFIA, Inspection Canada, officials are scheduled to visit the plant this Friday. Health Canada has now approved the plant's product. This will be the only infant formula facility in Canada. Why is that? Unlike previous reports, there are no plans to export products to China. Instead, the plant is focused on exporting Canadian regulated and subsidized milk to the United States later this year. The first batch of infant formula branded as Nurices, Nurices, Nurice. I'm just going to go with that one, will be processed, used, uh, processed this spring with the inaugural batch being donated to the United Way. Currently, the plant Copax products for Group Lactilis, Canada's largest buyer of Canadian milk. The facility employs 177 people from 16 nationalities, with the majority of employees being non-Chinese. Ottawa provides approximately $20 million in subsidies for the plant's construction, although not all funds have been received by the facility. In addition to dairy milk, the facility also processes goat milk for baby formula under a different brand name. Capris? Uh, that one's easier to say. I extend my thanks to Canada Royal Milk for providing these insights. Hopefully I've accurately conveyed the information. So there you go. Canada, Canada Milk. Canada Royal Milk. They're exporting to the U.S., Chinese-owned, Canadian milk, exporting to the U.S. Makes, I mean, it makes perfect sense, right? Obviously, that's how you run business. No problem. It's very clean, right? Mm. Why, why can't Canadians buy this milk? Don't ask uncomfortable questions. That's racist. Get out of here. Beer Canada. This is an ad that I tagged because I thought, man, that's, that's pretty all right. Uh, iconic Canadian duo Bob and Doug McKenzie return in comic form, I guess to tell Ottawa to take off the upcoming beer tax hike. If Parliament doesn't take action, beer taxes will rise by nearly 5% on April 1st. Read the press release here. So beer prices are going up. And the point is to uh, discourage you from, from drinking alcohol, I guess. But things are getting more expensive. And the government's taking... Because, I mean, not only is it costing more to make beer, but like paying um, people's labor and all the rest of it costs more. And, but 
the actual beer itself, the government is is taking five percent more. Like that's crazy. Um, Elizabeth May is an is doing an all liquid diet to show her support for Gaza, and and this is uh, Eric's mom from that '70s show pouring the wine into the blender. So yeah, the whole wine bottle, right? We're we're doing we're doing this tonight. Elizabeth May says, "I am on a hunger strike for Gaza." And then she hashtags ceasefire, save hostages, humanitarian aid now, hunger strike for Gaza. Ah, man, it's just one of those things. The virtue signaling never ends. And I wish Canadian politicians would focus on Canada. Hello, everyone. Thanks very much for watching. This is just a short version of a longer show. If you'd like to get the whole show, you can go over to CanadaPoly.com and sign up for a subscription. Just look in the drop down tab for shop and donate and look for subscriptions and you'll get immediate access to the full show. Love to see you. Thanks for watching everybody. Have a wonderful, wonderful.